Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And today's guest is Joanne Mizell. She's chief operating officer at Banner Aetna. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, excited to dive into a really interesting project you're working on, which I think is really important in the theme of, of revenue, which is one of our top themes at Healthcare ID today. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself and Banner Aetna. Sure. Um, Joanne Mizell, I'm Chief Operating Officer, Banner Aetna. Been in the industry um, 30 plus years. I won't go beyond that. And uh, kind of had, had uh, an opportunity to view it from a lot of different angles. And Banner Aetna is a joint venture between Aetna Health Insurance and Banner Health, a very uh, large uh, health system in Arizona. And uh, the new word is payvider, and I guess that's what we are, right? And uh, we are here trying to to fix uh, healthcare and the member experience in Arizona. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting you talk about that payvider. I think it's such an interesting concept that's, you know, I actually heard this maybe a decade ago. They said, hey, eventually providers and payers are going to be the same. And I, you know, at the time it was groundbreaking. Now it's just kind of become reality. But let's talk about some of the, the things that you see when it comes to the financial and revenue pressures that healthcare organizations are really facing today, because that is one of the biggest, hottest topics on our site. So I think that um, technology and, and medical advances over the decades I've been in, in the industry have, um, have been positive. They've really improved from a, a health standpoint, mortality rates. They, um, they, they you know, have increased um, ex- life expectancy quite a bit. And, um, you know, we've all seen in our own lives where people, it's not, not unusual to live to be 90 with yeah. 20 different chronic, horrible conditions because we have new uh, technology and, and uh, medications and, and things like that. Um, I, I think what, what that also brings, though, is for those individuals that take advantage of that and extend their life expense expectancy and extend their um, their quality of life is a high cost, right? New mm. technology is really expensive. And with uh, as a payer and a, a, a provider of health insurance, you know, we're, we're, our premiums are healthcare costs plus expenses, right? Mm. And um, when the expenses are going up at the rate they are because of this technology, it, uh, it, it puts pressure on premiums, which um, our members and our customers are very sensitive to, right? We don't, um, we, we, we can't have 20, 30% increases a year, um, even though the expenses are going up. So that's, that's a pressure that um, we're always dealing with that's really um, related to the technology. And then just from an administrative standpoint, the technology, um, can help. Um, it can reduce some expenses, but then it also creates complexity mm-hmm. uh, for, for members as well. Um, so we we have that balance to really you know feel real to mm-hmm. to to be you know humans and interact with our members as as people um, and not just make it all around technology. Um, but the uh, 
the it's it, it's tough to take advantage of all the uh, technological and medical advancements um, and and not have it impact premiums, and that's just really a challenge. Yeah. I think it's always interesting in healthcare, for example, in most businesses, you're like, well, let's just increase revenue. And in healthcare, we're like, no, we don't want to increase revenue. That means there's more services, right? And it's kind of the same thing. Like, oh, well, why don't we just reduce costs? Well, it's like, no, that means we want to shorten their life. That's not not a tenable, you know, like it's, we like that they're living longer. It just makes for interesting revenue challenges, right? Right. But how does it, you know, for Banner Aetna being a pay vider, as you kind of introduce, how does that allow you to address some of these problems that, that would be maybe harder to address if you didn't have a foot on on both sides of the aisle and the you know as a provider and a payer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's uh, all, all my um most of my decades in the industry have not been in this paid fighter uh environment mm-hmm. so this has been the last five years and it's it's a game changer actually i mean i, I can literally say that being able to to collaborate and have these conversations with the health system about how you provide what you need for the members and to improve their health and their health and their lives, um, as as opposed to it being two sides of a table doing a negotiation mm-hmm. around pricing and having it all about that, it just changes everything and it 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 really helps us to create how how together can we make things better for our members and the the health system's patients, which are, you know, they're the same person, right? Um, Sometimes they're a patient, sometimes they're a member, but uh, it's uh, having that, you know, being on the same page with our goals together um, and and without that adversarial uh, negotiation and relationship just changes everything and makes it so much smoother and it's, um, you know, for me, it's so much more rewarding as well to work with someone that you're not fighting with all the time <laughs> to make things happen. You're trying to do the same thing and uh, it's, it's never easy, but um, everybody's working on it together. Yeah. It sounds like it created alignment. That's a uh, absolutely know, versus adversarial. What a absolutely. Yeah. Idea. Financially, as well as just, um, you know, ethically and, um, and, and, you know, viewing the, that consumer um, of, of healthcare the same. So uh, alignment in a lot of ways. Yeah. So talk to me about your frictionless billing program, right? That you've been working on kind of what prompted this effort, you know, what went into it, what have been some of the results? Sure. So frictionless billing, um, you know, we, we're, constantly looking at ways that we can improve things for our members and um, and make their lives easier in accessing care, in um, understanding their plan, in, in doing the right things for themselves and, and their family um, from, from understanding um, what, what their options are. And one of the, the big uh, detractors from, from NPS kind of um, standpoint is um, members, they're getting a bill from their health system after they uh, receive their services. Um, They're getting an explanation of benefits from their payer. (laughs) And um, they're they're expected to take those two and reconcile them. And it's not always simple, especially when you're getting very complex uh, care to do that from multiple providers and so forth. 
And so, you know, one of the things that we set out to do really early in the joint venture was find a way to address this. Mm -hmm. And um, we started working with a lot of vendors and found some that were just getting into this that dealt with RevCycle and, and how, to, um, how to make those connections. And nobody was very far along. So because of this joint venture relationship and the alignment, as you mentioned earlier, um, we, we stepped back and we just said, why don't we just do it together? Why don't we build it mm. together? Okay. And uh, that, that is something you can't do if you're not, um, <laughs> not aligned to the extent that we are. Even as an ACO, I don't think we could have done it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, everything was open and there was a lot of transparency from both sides about how, how we do things, what the pricing is, what the uh, uh, costs are, what the negotiated rates are. And what we created was what we call a frictionless bill. And it's essentially a single statement that um, integrates both the bill and the explanation of benefits that's wow. coming from the, the payer and the provider and saying, okay, here, here's your statement and this is your single source of truth and you don't have to reconcile it. And um, if you do have a question about it, we have a dedicated uh, toll-free number for you to call and um, we'll help you through it and trying to make it easier for those members. So um, that actually, it was a really, really long process, took a lot of IT work on um, Banner's part, on Aetna's part, and um, from ours as well. To, to connect everything and to make sure that they they align properly. Um, but at this point, you know, I, I can't say people are calling us and saying, this is the most wonderful thing ever. <laughs> I don't know anyone one, excited to get no, a bill. No. <laughs> no one, that's right. That's right. No, that's no one's excited to get a bill. But I think that, um, you know, we've had such low traffic on that toll-free number with questions about it, people are understanding it and it's doing one of the things that we wanted to do was simplify it for the, the, the process for members. So that was our phase one. We're moving on to phase two and, and enhancing that with some uh, assistance with prior authorization and okay. just more transparency around uh, from prior auth- appointments, services and bill. Interesting. Yeah, it reminds me when I quit the day job to do this media full time, uh, I had to go get insurance and the guy's like, well, we only pay on EOBs. We don't pay on bills. And I I was like, what? (laughs) It was like my first education of exactly what you described. I was like, oh, yeah. And then, of course, I've been through a few childbirths with multiple doctors and you're right. It's miserable. So that's awesome that you uh, have improved it so much for people and and consolidated those two. Again, it goes back to the alignment, though, that that allowed that to happen because it wouldn't happen otherwise, I think, right? I don't see how it could. I mean, you might be able to, to uh, you know, kind of staple something together and, sure. and do that, but to really do it in, in um, where we're, we're telling that member, both of our logos, both mm-hmm. of our, you know, uh, you know, saying this stamp of this is it. So, you know, if you pay this, that you got it right. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's exciting for us. So we're excited about it and we're excited to build it out more. Well, and how important has that become, right? I mean, we, I've had this on many people on, on the program before talking about the shift of 
you know, the patient experience when it comes to billing because patient collections has become so important and, and all that. So it sounds like you, 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 you're you in line with that trend as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you've had, you know, decades of experience in the industry as you kind of talked about, uh, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, in this time, you know, working in the industry, how have you seen where technology has maybe helped and may, maybe some places that, you know, it hurts us compared to when you first started? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, I think it's helped more than it's hurt just mm-hmm. over, if I think about when um, the, this question over the years and decades, I think it's helped more than it's hurt because um, healthcare and, and paying for healthcare has become so complex mm. um, that the technology does help a lot. Um, you know, back when, when I started, um, and the first PPOs came out. You remember uh, mm-hmm. uh, yep. PPOs the first time you heard of them? The fir- when they first came out, I mean, they were looking in books and handwriting on it what the uh, <laughs> what the negotiated rate is, and someone else was going to cut the check. It was um, it was pretty archaic, and uh, that certainly simplified technology. Simplified that loading those things and and um, and creating that that uh, automation. And, um, and with that, the, the costs of having someone hand do everything um, has, has decreased. So the expense portion, I think, of, of uh, what we pay for health insurance has definitely benefited from that. Um, but where we've, I think where we've really tried to simplify with technology at the same time, it it makes things more complicated for members because um, you have portals, you have apps, you have um, mm-hmm. the way that the the health systems and you're you're uh, you know trying to find providers online and then you're using an app to make a, an appointment and then you need to check in and they're sending you things and you got HIPAA and you got disclosures and you got all this <laughs> other stuff coming at you and um, it's it's uh, I, I think it's it's a little um, confusing for members, and that's when I mentioned earlier. I think that's why we really need to have the human touch there for them still. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, I know, there's a lot of let's let's take the human out of it and do everything digitally. But um, people need to be walked through sometimes the complexity of healthcare and connecting all the dots um, and that that's still something I think that's important. And, and I, I hope that the industry is going to start going back that way a little bit more and leveraging the technology and that human touch. Yeah. My mom would appreciate you saying that I was hanging out with her this weekend. She's like, well, why can't they just call me and tell me the lab result? Why do I have to log into some website portal, yeah. something or other that I don't know about? And when I get the info, I don't know what it means. Can't you just call me? I was like, well, mom, if it's abnormal, they will call you. She said, oh, well, that's some relief. <laughs> She's like, but how do I know that they've checked it? I was like, yes, that's right. right. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, yeah. And, and it is, but I, I, I do think that from what I've seen, um, technology and in, in healthcare and and in in our businesses so much um, has made things easier. It's been getting things quicker to market and quicker to to uh, patients. So um, you know, 
I, I think overall it's, it's been a, when you net it out, it's been a positive. Well, and I think what you described as I was listening to you is that we got more ambitious because technology allows us to do things mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, like in the paper world, we couldn't create a portal for patients to be able to access their bill or their record or whatever it might be, but now mm-hmm. we can, but that's complicated things in other ways. Right. 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 So. Cause then, you know, it, it, it may create more questions, right. When, mm-hmm when someone's going into their portal and they see, you know, there's so much information, which is great, but it's distilling that information and finding what exactly you're looking for. And, and sometimes it's, it can be overload. Well, AI will solve that, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> It'll help, right? <laughs> well, you know, as we wrap up, we always like to end with some kind of career type focused uh, subject to kind of finish off the uh, episode of the podcast. So tell us, what was the best piece of advice that you'd give someone who is maybe just coming up in the industry? I would advise them to really be a student of the industry and um, listen to podcasts um, Mm. like this, really um, outside of the world that they work in. Know know what's going on and pay attention beyond um, your scope. And uh, because it just changes so fast and you could be completely left out if you're um, siloed in the company you're working for and the work that they do and not see how it connects with everything else. So I think, you know, the, the advent of the podcasts and the, the folks that you can get um, good advice and insight and, and information from um, different ways of looking at things, uh, I, I'd highly recommend paying attention um, to that uh, or, or you're going to get left behind pretty quickly. Yeah. And this wasn't even a paid promotion of podcasts. <laughs> no, but it's, it's good not. advice, right? Like being educated and keeping the bigger picture, especially in healthcare where it's so intertwined and interrelated and being able to understand what's, what's happening and what's changing is, is really good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareitoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks so much, Joanne. Thank you.